interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm quite inquisitive, you know this. I do know this. Of course I know this about you. That's why you're here. Well, in that case, let's start. (laughs) (laughs) Rianne, welcome to Portugay, the podcast platform that aims to support early and budding careers in advertising and media. Exciting. Do you want to introduce yourself and like say what your name is and what you would say you are? Okay, so my name is Rianne Rowe. I would say that I am an advertising and brand designer because okay. um, I'm more into the creative side within advertising. Awesome. Um, so this is going to be a fun episode because Rianne is basically here to ask lots of questions to me also, as well as I'm going to ask her questions, but it's going to be, it's going to be a back, back and forth. I feel like I wanted to reference, (laughs) I wanted to reference a meme, but I feel like, I don't know if people will get, you know, that pop, 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 yeah, (laughs) it's going to be a bit of that basically. Um, So yeah, Rianne and I are just going to be giving, asking each other questions bit of background just to give people context so um i met rianne three pitch sorry the second person i met three pitch um and just whilst i'm on that subject sorry different tangent but the last episode was with jackie someone else who i met through pitch so if you haven't already check out season two episode two because that would have came out about two weeks ago so have a look at that um but yeah going back to this um I met Rianne at pitch and I just found her so inquisitive from day one so it was literally um, Rianne and I caught up like a few a few a few weeks ago and I was just saying to her that I'll never forget the day I met her because I was like you know I've gone to pitch gone to do my day of work gone to gone to focus do you know I mean? like obviously <laughs> it's cool like I can talk to people there I can make a bit of friends a bit of banter here and there but I'm here to focus and I went in and I met Rianne and I was like, oh, yeah, ask her a few questions. This, that, not, whatever, cool. Me thinking, hey, we're going to have a bit of focus time. <laughs> Rianne was not letting up. So Rianne's like, so, um, it's got some questions. I'm like, oh, I, I like her. She's very inquisitive and very much not shy to ask a question. If she's got something on her mind, she's asking you and she's going for it. And I liked it because what I saw in you is something that I don't have. Yeah, I feel like I'm a lot of time very socially acceptable. Like, not I say that, <laughs> I say that, but then I'm also not. But I'm saying when it comes to sort of like interactions with people, I mean, when it comes to doing my own thing, I have no, I don't feel, really care who's around. I feel like doing something. But I'm saying when it comes to like interacting with people directly, I'm very socially acceptable. I'm not going to bother you too much. I'm not going to be in your face. I'm very aware of, do you know what I mean, of just myself and seeming like a burden or like blah blah so that's something I really liked about you thank you and <laughs> you're welcome and the other thing I'll say about Rianne from the day I met her is that she is the most proactive young person in advertising that I know honestly why are you just putting your hand over your face like that it's genuinely <laughs> it's the truth the most proactive person I know she's just so proactive and that also I guess the inquisitiveness comes with the being proactive she's just very much like she goes for it she's not shy she puts herself out there she goes for it she goes for it because you have just recently graduated from uni yeah and to think that someone who's recently graduated from uni do you know what I mean has all like probably the same amount of experience I would have had like you didn't yeah you, you did the three-year degree and the experience which I say that I traded in the three-year degree for the experience but you did both and I think that's amazing so just just amazing just a great person I think to hear from um and whatnot but I guess I'll go in with my first question for you okay so 
Having recently graduated, um, do you mind speaking about what uni you went to? Oh, no, I don't mind. Okay. So you, Rianne went to um, London College of Communication, and that's under the UAL bracket, so University of Arts London bracket. So that's, is UAL, yeah. Yes. I also went to UAL. Um, well, this I didn't do a degree there. I did a foundation degree, which I'm sure I've mentioned before. Um, how did you find... This was, that's a very broad question, so let me actually narrow it down. What's the best thing that you feel... Wait, your course was specifically advertising, wasn't it? Yeah, advertising. Yeah. What do you feel the best thing you learned from that degree? Um, I would say the best thing I learned was to be resilient because I feel like before I started uni, I was very much, you know, if someone doesn't like my idea, I, I get really upset and I start crying and then I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? And I'm just like, this is my one idea. Why, why don't they like it kind of thing? But I feel like now that I've gone to uni, if someone doesn't like your idea, you just kind of just get up wipe your tears and just make another one and that's it and I know that sounds quite harsh but I think that that was one of the best lessons I've learned and I could really apply that to life um in general um there's always going to be people that don't like you and that's fine and there's going to be people that do like you and that's absolutely fine as well and just kind of just don't dwell on a situation just literally just get up and try again yeah I think that was (laughs) lesson that I had learned um another I guess another lesson I would say that I've learned not necessarily a lesson but um is always kind of I know this sounds so cliche but be confident because within my uni or within my class shall I say I I guess there was about what 40-50 people in my class and um majority were girls but majority were foreign and I was probably one of realistically about three girls in my class that were um of an African Caribbean descent so I would say you're always going to be I felt like I was always kind of like that black girl in in my (laughs) class kind of thing and um it's fine to be like that at first I used to be quite shy but I just feel like we need more of, we need more confidence within the industry. And I'm a black girl and I want to go into advertising just like all the other people in my class. So I would just say, have confidence within yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to say, so wait, so you said you've got to wipe your tears and carry on. So there are still tears and there are still, you still do get upset and personal about the, about your ideas, but it's, yeah. but then would you advise that would you say that once that happens you just sort of like I'm not sure I think you said this but you just sort of create a new idea and like do you feel like you 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 did learn that lesson that you just have to keep like creating new ideas and going on and going on yeah like my teacher would always say to me why do you create one idea and think that's going to be great why not create 10 ideas do you know what I mean and I think that took me a long time to actually understand what she actually meant because you know sometimes you have this one idea and you think it's a great idea you think it's the token idea but actually it's really not and um when you create 10 ideas you're probably gonna have that one golden one within the 10 yeah yeah and also 
it's about perception because um that's just reminded me like recently in my role now we've had to um come up with a few ideas for something and we had a different team working on it and i could see in them and the things that they were presenting to us that some of the ideas they felt were the best were not the ones that we felt were the best or yeah. for example we were all looking at the ideas and then there was five ideas and then my manager and like, yeah, the more senior people on my team were saying like, I like this idea. Like, I think one of them went from another idea and one went from another idea. And I had liked another idea. Yeah. And I thought that's weird. And I don't know if it's, and that's just, see, it's perception also an audience. And then once I thought about it again, I hated another idea, but then I liked an idea, but then they still liked another idea that I thought was quite basic over yeah. what I liked more. And it's just like, see it's just about your audience and what you're trying to say and exactly what your target is because a, you can do okay different terms you can take a picture for instagram and the pitch can be fire to you but the idea is is it serving the purpose that you want to serve on your instagram are you posting because you just like nice pictures for your friends to like are you posting because you want to be very intentional about your image and your portfolio that you put out there do you know like it it's really what are you trying to say? Because because someone's not gonna like it, but you need to be sure in your why. Yeah, absolutely. Why, and I think that really helps. So, um, in oh, actually, this is a good question. I was gonna ask another one, but I've just thought of this. You have lots of experience and work experience within the creative industry. Let's list a few of them, and then let's speak about how they went for you. And then let's speak about how you got them. So let me just write that down so I don't forget. So, <laughs> so which ones? It's which ones, um, how they went for you and how you got there. So go. <laughs> okay, so correct me if I've missed anything. Okay. Um, I've had various um, ex- work experiences, internships, placements from various different companies such as um, MBA which is actually called Mayor Bird Associates, um, BBH London which is Bartol Bogle Hogarty. Hogarty? Yeah it's such a so sorry for butchering it but yeah some of them. (laughs) Um, Liberty which is a nice niche quite small creative agency. They're Um, they're quite digital based aren't they? Digital media based and they're in Brixton if anyone's interested and and they've got an amazing um sorry sorry I'm interrupting you're gonna forget your train of thought but um they've got a really amazing environment for like just just a familiar environment and it's a, and it, they've also got workspaces and tables and things like that i think um olivia ema um, mentioned it on episode six of the first season but yeah they have like they do these workspace table situations for young people who just need a place to work it's just such a really good environment so if anybody's interested research liberty like i've went there a few times to just um just do work and yeah. it's amazing um yeah. space other creative people there young people um, mostly young people yeah diverse do you know what I mean it's, it's yeah so it's a nice environment but yeah so we've said mbh bbh liberty um i've done bctcp which is another advertising um company i've done smuggler which is a more film production company um i've worked with karma rama um <laughs> which you know, I you're listing more than even i ever knew of <laughs> And um, I've done a, a year placement with O2 Telefonica, which is in Slough, and I worked with the user interface design team. Yeah. 
Um, I'm sure you've left one off. Sorry. I mean, you didn't mention pitch, which I guess oh. you, you did more events and things with pitch, like more one-off freelance days of pitch. Yeah. Pitch magazine. Um, I'm sure there's some that I know of that you haven't mentioned. We'll leave that there. We'll leave that there and we'll see if we remember anything else afterwards. Okay. But, um, okay, so picking a few, um, let's describe the way a few of them went. So with your time at VCCP, that was a summer course, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a summer course. So what was that like and how did you get into that course? Um, so, okay, I'll start with how I got into it. So... For any young people out there, maybe not right now because of the pandemic, so they're not really hiring as of such, but um, there's a site called Go Think Big, and that's mainly for young people, and it's run by the O2, actually, mm-hmm. and um, I applied via on there, and um, it was the VCCP Advertising School, so I applied on there. I think there was about, what, 20 other people that I was... 20 other young people that I was with also and that was um quite I really liked that work experience um or shall I say advertising school because it literally was an advertising school where we worked collaboratively um on projects um the company went through every single day what would be learning and things like that you know some work experiences you're kind of just you know on on the back chair you know just shadowing kind of and and looking around maybe making teas and coffees and things like that but this was more tailored to the people and um we had um various different master classes and we had to come up with a project after whoever won i can't even remember what we what they got um but we had like a competition after it was it was actually really amazing definitely Anyone I would definitely recommend to apply to the advertising school. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. That, how long was that one? That was about six weeks, wasn't it? Did we say that? Oh, no, that, was, that was just a week. That was just oh, that a was week. week. Yeah. I thought that, that sounded like it was a lot longer. I thought that was a lot longer. No, it literally felt like it was a lot longer because it was actually really good. Okay, that's amazing. So that's one. I'm going to pick two more. Okay. Um, well, okay, let's... Let's speak about, because I thought we already mentioned Liberty and what they're a little bit like. So let's speak about BBH. Um, What was the nature of that experience? Um, So when I was at BBH, I worked on strategies for Audi, Next and Tesco. And I also assisted the production team with their upcoming, I think it was a photo shoot. Mm. Overall, I would say that was actually my first ever work experience um, in an advertising company. So I actually didn't know what to expect. But now that I've um, interned at quite a few places, Mm -hmm. um, and that was, I think, back in 2017, I think I'd done BBH, I would say that it was kind of, I I mean, I don't want to sound harsh but I would say that their work experience program could be improved okay and that was three years ago so maybe it's worth looking into I think I might be getting this wrong so I might need to even cut this out (laughs) but I'm pretty sure they have um do you know what ignore me ignore me 
no yeah they have something else they have a few now i feel like they've actually developed their work experiences and things now because they have um are you talking about they've got black shape and some other thing yeah. like they've got some other ways of like ba- some basically some entry-level programs so like things to get yeah. you one work experience they've got entry-level programs i know someone else who actually did bbh probably around the same year as you actually probably know yeah. but someone in particular I don't remember. I think they said it was good. I think they said it was good, you know, and work experience is always good because if you, especially if you're like, I'm talking, let's talk to the younger audience. If you are, um, yeah. So if you're like 17, maybe, or like, you know, in that sixth form region, you're like between that, you've, you've now settled on the subject that you think you like, subjects you think you like, you'll think about uni or you think about next steps. Um, places like BBH and, and whatever work experience you can get, it, it's good because you get the literal um, sense of what you, get, you can see the literal structure from the yeah. inside of an advertising agency, a traditional one at least. I mean, every company will surprise you because they're all going to have a little bit of a difference or it's going to be a little bit of a shift. But just to get the overall idea and understand advertising as a whole, any experience you can get is good. So um, I think that's what that person sort of um, described to me about BBH. But that's good to hear. And like I say, I think yeah, like, don't get me wrong. I think that the company itself holds good values and the benefits are amazing. Like I did have a good time there, but I'm talking about within what we were actually doing. I think that that could have been improved. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's absolutely fair. Um, and my other uh, place I'm going to ask you about was O2. Um, I just want to say that O2 technically are not an advertising agency, but this is a thing within advertising. So. I might have to clear this up because, and I'm going to, I'm going to say, so watch out on the, um, on the Podge K Instagram page. I'm going to be like putting together. So it's just at Podge K on Instagram. I'm going to be putting together like more stories and stuff to break down better, um, the things that we talk about. So the roles and advertising, I know we like use a lot of terminology and I, as much as I do try and stop and explain it, I think just sometimes visuals help. So I'm going to be putting those visuals up. And then also breaking down um, different types of companies. Yeah. Because you'll have your traditional ad agency. You'll have a modern ad agency. Sometimes you'll have within those two different parts, you'll have some of them can be independent. They can be, um, they can be uh, part of an umbrella, bigger company. So for example, like my company is a production company, but we um, are the production backbone for most advertising agencies. Yeah. Or sometimes brands come directly to us. So we're not a traditional production company. We're not like production company in Soho that literally do post-production or literally, yeah, just do post-production or that kind of thing. We're like, we have primary production going on. We have strategy or not really strategy, but we kind of have like advertising elements within production ourselves because we're such a large company. So there's, as much as, um, there's as much as you have your traditional, like, and that's, there's a traditional, um, structure there's different ways to exist and in, in the industry um there's dnad which i've mentioned before and they are like a you know they're like a they're an awards body but they are also a bit of a brand within themselves and also like a platform within themselves there's for actual brands like the o2 which we're about to go to um the o2 is a brand within itself but a lot of brands like o2 netflix uber will have i think netflix i'm not really sure but they have in-house marketing teams or advertising teams that do the adverts there and they're only out but they might outsource a certain percentage of the work or collaborate on a certain percentage of their work um 
yeah, I think that that explains what I'm trying to say, just to make things clearer. But so now going back to O2, O2 have UI UX going on in house. Yeah. Um, UI is user interface, UX is user experience. So you were saying that you worked with the UI team. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. If I could go back and actually have a job, um, O2 would be at the top of my list. Um, You might think it's weird because I studied advertising. I'm so incorporated with the advertising kind of industry and community. But I loved the work ethic of O2. I loved its benefits. I actually really loved doing um or watching and shadowing and doing a bit of my own user interface design um and i do think like you said um it does it is quite similar to the advertising industry or it does incorporate yeah exactly similar attributes Mm. so yeah that's that's why i really like the company um that's very interesting and that, that that leads me to questions that i think is going to be a really good discussion now um but just before I say that I think that's a really good lesson I can I can understand why you might feel that way because in terms of it's actually quite nice sometimes to have to be um to work in an advertising similar role but know your exact goal and have one brand to focus on does that make sense so sometimes an ad agency depending on your like either way as an ad agency you're going to have multiple clients so you're going to be jumping around different between different branding styles different voices different aims and objectives but what's also nice about working for an o2 maybe is that you it's one brand it's it's you know it's a bit it's, it's one brand it's one voice it's one objective i mean depending on the season or what the campaign is now but you you're you're always doing the same kind of thing yeah not going one way but what's interesting is the fact that you're what that you are now saying that you're interested in ui ux which then takes us more to like you know the physical it's not the it's not the ideas and concept side it's now more the physical like creative side so it's like i'm actually creating the graphic design well not graphic design but i'm saying it's more similar to graphic design than it is to advertising you know so i think that's very interesting but then that brings me to my new question so um i feel like in that i'm kind of talking to my past self a little bit here yeah because there's something interesting that happens when you get into advertising you will probably do your first work experience i think well i'm saying as people as people that are less exposed to the advertising industry and i'm trying to learn it like now or later on you'll do your first work experience you'll see the roles in a traditional advertising agency. If you do it, if you do it somewhere traditional like I did, or you did, so I did Mill and Lowe, you did BBH, you say, I've seen what I like. I've seen what I'm interested in. <laughs> this is what I want to be. And this is what I'm working towards. And then people ask you, how comes that? Like, are you not interested in anything else? Say, well, I like this and this and this, but I think this is what I want to do. And you're quite adamant about it. And then for a lot of people, they stick to that and they go with that. But what might happen along the way is you find yourself in another position and you look back at the person that you used to be when you first came into this and then you think to yourself, did I 
sell out? Do you know, did I sell out? Did I settle? Did I like, because I said I wanted to do something else and how did I get here? Yeah. Uh, speaking of my own experience, I came into the advertising industry. So if you listen back to the other episodes, like you'll even hear, you'll, you'll even hear the, the uncertainty in the different episodes. But um, I came in, you know, adamant that I was going to be a creative, that I liked the ideas and concepts side of advertising. And that was true. But the, reality, the reality of my personality actually is that I'm a producer. I'm a producer. I, I'm not an, a, a creative. And I think because I felt that I have ideas or I have such strong opinions about ideas, I had to be the person who was precious about the idea. But when it came to actually sort of... Um, um acting out or you know uh yeah when it came to actually like just driving that entire like that trying to get into that position it just wasn't falling in place the way it should come naturally to me if that was my if that was my calling however being uh, sorry pursuing production has gone a lot better for me because I'm a practical hands-on I want to do it now person yeah like I want to do it now person I'm very organized I want to get into it. When I was studying in school and stuff, um, I was very good. I like because when you're in school, you do and you're doing your projects. You are everything. You are the account manager. You are the strategist. You are the creative. You are the producer. Do you know what I mean you do all the roles? So sometimes hard to dissect exactly what you like. But because you are the creative and the creative part is such a big part of that project, you think the part you you enjoyed most of the ideas. Actually, I think the, mo- the part I enjoyed the most was rolling out my ideas. Like getting the, I like to get my ideas in the first day. I don't like <laughs> to be sitting there mulling over it. Come what I, when I look back at school, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how I didn't realize this earlier. I, I hated having an idea and being told to go and develop it more. I want to okay. do it now. I want to do it now. <laughs> I want to do it. I'm bored. I'm bored. <laughs> like no, no. I want to do it now. I want to start creating it. I want to start seeing it. I want to start making it flourish. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Thinking about it. What am I thinking about it for? And I think when I really, when you look at those things, I don't have the patience to be a creative because a lot of times creators have to come up with a hundred ideas and they're not like they do it the first time. They have to develop it a million times and they have to tailor it to other people's wants and needs. It's not, it's not always, it's, it's advertising. It's not a full, it's not the same as being an artist. It's not a full expression of your own. I mean, it is working with other people and, taking on a bunch of things and molding it to other people's ideas and thoughts and whatever else. And I'm not for that because I want to do, I want to do what I think is going to work. <laughs> the idea that I think is going to work. And, and if I think your idea is rubbish, you're not getting me to, to, to execute that rubbish. No, on my idea, it's just not working. It's, I'm too precious about it. I'm too opinionated. So maybe, so all those things just go to show that it's not for me. Also, once I left, once I left school and uni and sixth form, whatever, I was unable to produce a, a portfolio, and I used to find it so strange. I thought something had happened to me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" When I was in school, like I was so motivated. Like honestly, I used to. I'm being honest here. I was an annoy, the annoying girl that always never missed a deadline. And the moment I left school, joke was on me because I was like, "I can't do it." I can't sit at home and just create ideas to then take to, to agencies, have them look at it and say, this is great, but come back and just keep doing that back and forth. Yeah. I'm, I'm a tenacious and persistent person, but in that sense, I was not able to do it. So <laughs> I just, in that sense, I was not able to do it and it just worked out for me that I was a producer type. 
So that's more where I am now. And I think talking to you is interesting because now you're me when I first started podcasting. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you've, done, you've done your dues and you've done a lot of um, experience in advertising and stuff. So maybe you're in a better position than me. But uh, have you had a little bit of a change from the time that you started uh, your your course to now? And do you think do you think you're confident in where you want to go now? Or you still? Or be honest, are you still like it could change? Um. So when I first actually started uni, or I would say when I was in sixth form, I actually went to the Brit School. If you if anyone knows it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember you mentioned this to me, but I completely forgot. <laughs> How did so, I forget that? That's a whole bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think I was just so sick of creating every single day at Brit School. I thought, no, I, I can't be bothered for this. I don't want to do it anymore. Um, I'm going to go to uni and I want to be a strategist because mm-hmm. I'm just tired of creating. And it slapped me in the face when I got to uni and... I just thought I don't want to be a strategist anymore. <laughs> I, I don't have I don't have I don't have the motivation for this. It's not for me. When it's not for you, you won't be motivated to do it because it's not you. And you just know it's not for you. And I just thought, let me get back into creative now. <laughs> and for a year, because obviously in my uni we worked as a creative team. So I had a creative team with my friend Roxanne. Yeah, she yeah. was more so the creative and I was more so the strategist in first year. And I guess... Wait, wait, do you mean copyright or do you mean strategist? Oh, well, art director, copywriter, yeah. Okay, fair. And um, that quickly changed in second and third year where I was the creative and she was the copywriter um, because I just couldn't do it anymore. And I think that now that I've left uni, my passion is within being a creative um, in terms of taking that forward, I mean, I do like UI and um, UX design. I like that as a hobby. I probably wouldn't take it up full time. A hobby. <laughs> I do like it as a bit of a side hustle. Um, okay. Take it what you will, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm more within the advertising industry, I think. Okay. Okay, I'll check in. I'll check in with you um, <laughs> this time next year, and we'll see what we get from Rianne. In fact, let's check in with me and see what I get. But I think I think I'm pretty solid now because I really do like production. I, I like I love once the idea is done, like let's go, let's go with it. Do you know what I mean? That that is yeah. a bit of me. But it's just I I think also because I like advertising agencies, that's also why I was put off production because a lot of people work. A lot of people then push you towards production houses. I was like, I don't want to be in a production house. I'm not seeing what's going on everywhere. I like the entire, yeah, entire factory, like seeing the entire movement of the the idea. Do you know what I mean? I don't like to sort of be isolated into just a production pocket of it all. Like now I work in new business and I'm loving it at the moment, but I know that I am a production person, but it goes to show that I like a little bit of everything and I can do, when it comes to things that are very pragmatic and sort of like practical, like new business, I can enjoy it. But um, yeah, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> um so do you think your perception of advertising has changed um over the years yeah do you feel like your perception of advertising is the same um i would say it's similar 
um, I don't know if I can say this, but um, when I first, I don't know, looked into advertising, it was amazing. I loved it. I still do. Um, but it was, I was sort of attached as well to um, black communities that were um, people that were actually in advertising. So for example, me and Anthea are actually on um, various different um, creative groups such as POC and the guest list. And um, they're kind of full of um, black people within the advertising industry or within the creative industry, shall I say? Pockets of people of colour, but that's, I think, people of creativity and colour, something along the lines. And then guest list is just a mixture of all sorts of people. So it can be within the creative industry and it can be um, creative aligned or can be other people who just want sort of access to certain types of information. But... um, yeah, but I think there's a there's a good mix of black people within the guest list too. Yeah, mm. and um, so you know when I first joined to those things, I was thinking, wow, the um, the advertising industry is diverse. It's this, it's that, and then actually to find that we are <laughs> minority, <laughs> the actual advertising companies are old white men. So I think that kind of smacked me in the face because I thought advertising was one way and it's actually a different way. Hi guys, um, it's Anthea. I just have to interrupt here to just add a little uh, caveat to the next thing that I'm about to say because I'm just listening back and it's just bugging me. Like I feel like the way that I put the next sentences that come out my mouth that you'll hear in a second, it's just bugging me listening back to this episode because I... tech well clearly on that day my brain was not computing in a sensible way to come up with sensible vocabulary and I feel like the statement that I'm about to say makes it seem a little bit like it's the onus of young people who are minority from minority groups to find solutions and be okay with the climate or uh, is it the climate or the environment um that currently exists within the advertising industry and that's a really annoying statement because actually what the problem is is that there is absolutely capable and wanting uh talent from different pockets and different communities in this in in england in the uk and the problem that we have in advertising is that they are not being given the choice or the exposure to the industry so that they can make an uh a decision and you know they can pursue a career that's truly suits them that they truly want to do that they're passionate about and that's the real problem but what I'm trying to say in the next part was that if when that does happen and because that's because the change is happening far too slowly within the industry um me being a young individual um the way that I'm sort of coping with navigating the advertising space is that I'm I don't sort of make it my issue that I don't make it my issue that they I don't make how do I okay I'm not making their problem my problem to fix I'm sort of trying I guess it's an optimistic way of looking at I, I just make sure that I recognize where my tribe is where my people are the people that do encourage me and push me and the people that are genuinely making change the people that I can generally resonate with and relate to and I focus on the fact that I have that circle and the fact that I have that network of support that rather than 
letting their problem bother me because it is a problem that they've created and it's a problem that they should fix. But um, they being, we know who they are because we speak about diversity enough. But yeah, so basically what I go on to just say that if you're a young person, do try and focus on the good parts as well. I mean, definitely do not settle for the fact that the industry is like this, but definitely find your tribe and that will help you a lot. And don't be discouraged by the fact that you are one of you. That's not your that's not your issue and doesn't make you any less or any less deserving or uh, of your place um yeah so now back into the episode enjoy you just gotta find where your people are within your industry and there are um source resources out there so for me personally i feel yeah. like because of the way i navigate myself i don't really not i don't see that because that sound that's gonna that's gonna sound silly but i mean i, I don't focus on that i don't that's not, do you know, I'm not really, my, I have my people and I have the people that root for me and I feel like they're not really in my way. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess that's, that's that. Do you have, um, do, do, I'm going to give you a chance to ask me a question because I've asked you a few now. Okay, so let me get my questions out. I think that's actually really good what you just said um, because you've actually worked in a, you actually work within Hogarth. Um, mm. So your opinion is quite vital, whereas um, I'm just looking for a graduate job. So that's kind of my perception of what yeah. the advertising industry is, whereas you are actually in it and it's different. Mm. I mean, I maybe maybe I try working at two different places, but here's my, here's my thing. Yeah. For example, there is an agency that I have in mind. Yeah. That I knew of someone that worked there, but had I had an opportunity to go there, I wouldn't have, because okay. I don't think I could have found my tribe within there. And because yeah. of just how traditional they are, there are some traditional agencies. I, yeah, I think at my stage right now, there's quite a few traditional agencies. Realistically, if I'm being dead honest and realistic on this platform, there's quite a few traditional agencies that I wouldn't be comfortable going to just yet. Okay. And why is that? Because I'm just thinking they're so... Um, it's me again, interrupting. Um, I'm only interrupting because I feel like the things I'm adding actually change the message and it's more about the message than the sort of squeaky clean professionalism on this platform so just being real um anyways uh, the the reason is because i don't think i say it in the next part properly the reason i wouldn't go to certain big platform uh, traditional agencies is because i don't feel that i'd be heard and that's the big problem it's different finding my tribe is one thing because you can have your tribe outside of work and it doesn't always have to be within work but the problem is that if i feel that if i had an actual issue or if something was going on, they wouldn't have the resources to understand why they, why something was wrong or where the change needs to be or how to approach it in an actual way, in a way that's authentic and not about diversity to, you know, to, to show that they're doing the work or, sorry, no, diversity for PR opportunity. Like, doesn't feel, I don't feel like they could authentically drive diversity and, yeah, just be a nice environment to exist within big i was gonna say big but traditional because my company's big but because they're not one of the well-known ones my company's because it's such a niche because it's not it's not niche because it's got such a a different style operating it's not really like and it's not an ad agency it's not really known in the way other ones are 
Yeah. They don't really, I don't, I've never really seen them come up in the, in the, you know, the typical drum campaign, whatever talks. I don't really see them on LinkedIn and whatnot. So when I found them and I found out what agencies they work with, like they work with quite a few agencies that we all, like you'll know of, they work with most WPP agencies. Um, I, yeah, I, so haven't found them, even though they're a big company. I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe, maybe it's because the office I went to first, because the office I went to first was Zee Containers. And if you listen to Zee, um, episode one of this season, you'll hear me talking to Zeeshan, who was like my main friend in the office. So yeah. that was in a sense, me finding my tribe. And I think because of my role and because of how much smaller that particular office was, um, that helped. And I think now the team that I moved, moved to, um, both of my um, team, um, both of my team are women. And I'll be honest, that helps. Both of them are women. My manager's a woman. She is not from the UK herself. Yeah. Um, and then my other team, may, may, what do you call them? T- co-worker. <laughs> co-worker is what I'm looking for. She, um, her fam, she has other, she has some other ethnicity origins without giving away too much um, in her heritage or whatever. Um, and basically that, so luckily for me, because I, because of the circumstance, I feel comfortable basically. So I'm trying to say, although I work at a large company, although I work at a large or global agency, they, because of those factors, I feel very comfortable and I feel very myself. It's not that I feel uncomfortable with other people in my company at all. That's not what I'm saying. Because I have had personal interactions with the global head of HR for like, for my, as part of my sort of like employment situation and part of the things I've experienced in employment, I've had to speak directly to the global head of HR. I've had to speak directly to the glo- to the CEO, like, and like approach the CEO with an issue. And my CEO has been, has reacted in a way that I feel fairly pleased with yeah um so i do feel comfortable um but that's just it's circumstantial to me yeah when looking at it from the outside there's a few agencies if you said to me would you go to them right now i'd say it would have to be very under very specific circumstances i'd have to i'd have to explore it more before i'd go there um a company for example like bbh um I would personally go work there if that opportunity, like if, if I felt that that opportunity was correct for me at the time, however it came out, what the opportunity was, I would work there personally because um, I, I just, I, I think BBH are doing, have, uh, they're, they're, they're fast developing, which I like. Yeah. It just depends on what I see. But yeah, point being that it's not everyone that I'd work for, but there are a lot of smaller agencies or more modern kind of that I would work for so I'm very specific about how and maybe that's also a reason why I don't see it the way you do because I, I know I don't know yeah yeah I've, I know that like I'm not daunted by the entire industry now I'm sort of like I'm more selective about types of agencies and companies, yeah. you know and knowing yeah. where particular people that I can vibe with are so yeah that's my thing it's probably before I get Okay, so I've got a few questions for you based on sort of our conversation and what I've picked up. So you said that you right now are in new business. How did that role kind of come along? (laughs) Well, if you'd like me to tell the actual story, um, I won't. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm not going to tell the actual story. What I'm going to do is that story will come. This big, I've, I've probably like touched on it, but or like, what's it called? Uh, yeah, kind of implied that something happened that on this season already. So I am going to speak about it. However, I'm not going to be very specific right now. What I am going to say about that is that, um, um, basically, long story short, I went into, so the office I worked in before, like I said, was sea containers at Hogarth. I was a runner receptionist there. Um, and technically, I probably could have done, I could have done another position. Um, and that's also part of the story. But because I just wanted to get my foot in, I just wanted to get something permanent. And like, yeah, because of my whole timeline, what, what was going on in my own life, I just was happy to get that role. Um, I worked there for a few months and basically the long and short of it was that I was going to be made redundant. And then, um, I said, hold up, (laughs) wait there. Let's just think about this for a second. (laughs) And then we did that. We thought about it for a second and they said to me, okay, let's have a conversation. So this is when I had to interact with the CEO and the global head of HR. And I said to them, look, here are my credentials. I am skilled beyond the role that I'm doing. I'm brilliant in the job that I'm doing. I'm told all the time. And why would I not be brilliant? Because I'm overqualified for the job that I'm doing. Instead of getting rid of me, can we recognize not only my uh, my prior qualifications and and the fact that I have exceeded my role in assisting other roles that are higher than my senior to my own. Um, Let's think about what we can do with me. And they said, okay, well, that, department that you're in specifically uh, primary and the department you'd like to go in which is primary production are not busy enough at the moment because of the whole pandemic whatever so let's look into things that you might be interested in in other areas in other areas of the company um that yeah let's look into other areas of the company that are busy um and that you might be interested in and i said to them look i'm fairly interested in a lot of things also i need to work so yeah so that we looked into it and the new business were busy and they needed me and i said okay well let's speak so we had a conversation with the new business team i got i met them i heard more about the role listened to whether it was something i was interested in it was so i've been doing that now for almost three months so um yeah i've been doing that for almost three months and i really like it and like i said i really like my team it's a small team i feel i feel um needed i love the organization of it all i love the efficiency of it all and i'm i just like yeah i like it at the moment i really do and i'm if i could choose to sort of do um if someone said to me like okay you can get into production eventually but you might do a stint in new business um like if they showed me my journey and said would you do it again basically i would definitely yeah i'd do it again that's what i'm trying to say wow i love that story anthea <laughs> it's very amazing. love that story <laughs> I love Rihanna. Rihanna's being very <laughs> fake head. right now, okay? And that's it's like Rihanna's being fake right now. <laughs> she loves that story because she knows the entire story in detail. So yeah, I love it. And it is such a motivating story. And when you do tell the full story, it would be amazing. And I can't <laughs> wait till you do. I'll tell the story. And the reason I'll tell the story is because um, you know, the aims of Podricate is to speak to young people like myself like don't get me wrong i don't want to alienate anybody that needs the information or podcast if you need the information or you're not young of course absolutely still still do you mean listening but 
my priority is young people because I know I know my own story. I, I relate to people like Riam. I relate to other people that need the information. Um, if I'm if I'm sort of giving you information and insight to the industry and experiences, then I think it's worth telling the story because it's it's a story of knowing your worth and knowing you can fight back and showing people your worth so that you can actually and not letting people walk all over you because that's the reality of the world that we live in. <laughs> And one last question I have. Um, I think it's very interesting to hear from Anthea as Uh she is a fellow creative that actually didn't go to uni. Mm. Um, How many more times could I say that? (laughs) (laughs) I milk that. I'll probably milk that on it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I'm milking that on this platform at the stage. So what advice would you give to someone um, if you could do it all again? what advice would you give to a younger kind of advertising student or someone that wants to go into advertising? Yeah. Do you know what advice I'd give them? Follow the Podukate Instagram because we're about to (laughs) (laughs) follow us on Instagram because I will go, I've actually already recorded a video that I recorded for another platform because they wanted to put it on their Instagram and they never used it in the end. So I'm going to reuse the footage on the Podukate Instagram. So if you'd like to, um, if you would like to hear about what my advice to, is for somebody that didn't go to university or doesn't have a university degree to make an advertising, follow Podgecate and DM me on the Podgecate <laughs> Instagram and let me know that you're actually interested in that content and then not release it. Okay, and interesting. <laughs> if you want to know. <laughs> yeah, we need to, I mean, let's get some interaction going, guys. So, yeah. <laughs> Anthea. <laughs> you make me laugh I'm glad I make you laugh so any more questions for me um I've got one more question um I think it was a few weeks ago around three weeks ago I wrote an article for Eric Festival which again is kind of a creative community on Instagram um and they post like creative jobs and things like that they're really really good um, have a look at them afterwards. They, what are they yeah. called? Eric. Oh, guys, I'm making so much noise this episode. I'm all over the gaff. I'm just. Try- I'm trying to be more casual, but it's actually making it worse because I'm dropping things. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, Eric Festival. Did you say? Yeah, Eric Festival. Okay. And um, I mentioned. Yeah. So I done a small kind of article post for them, and I mentioned that the difficulty I have is proving to kind of people that advertising is a real and striving career um when you say people um it could be friends it could be family it could be people that ask me about my journey and career um have you ever had um issues with that you know if someone said oh Anthea what do you do or what do you study or what are you interested in you say advertising and then they're like oh okay because I think they don't understand that's a good question yeah um friends no um my friends I don't think are I don't think my friends are interested when I say interested like at all in what I do I don't think they're not impressed I don't I just think they're literally like Anthea's a creative person that's her and I think they're literally like she likes to do creative things yeah whatever that means and I just think they're literally like, I just can't relate to it. 
But I think in terms of a career, I think they think that, um, I don't think they're, yeah, they're unimpressed. I think they, they're just as impressed about it as anybody else's job because, you know, um, I think, you know, people are normally impressed by having a job. So I think they're just happy about that. Um, a lot of the people that aren't my, when I say friends right now, I'm talking about like my actual like school group of friends and my cousin who is my friend, who's my, my closest friend. Cause yeah, we're just really good friends. Um, those people. But when I say my outside of that friend, that my school group of friends, um, they, my, my other friends are all in the, all in the creative industry, all creative people. So they therefore would not be unimpressed, you know. The people I meet outside, they're always, like, they're always like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, yeah, I really like that, cool, blah, blah, blah. And they, and they know what I'm talking about or they do a similar job or something of that nature. Like, so in terms of friends, no. The people that are unimpressed <laughs> <laughs> are my family, as in the older generation. And let me tell you something, I'm also unimpressed by them. So that's a real joke. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Um... My mum's impressed now because she's just happy that I have a job. <laughs> she's just happy that the whole internships, like, uh, time period of time in my life is over. So she's happy with that. She's impressed. Like, she's just happy to see me working. Honestly, she's so fascinated by the concept of me working from home. Every time I open my laptop, she's like, so you're about to find me and they can see you, can they? I'm like, you asked me <laughs> this yesterday and I said, yeah. Sharia, she's, she's, just, she's happy for me to have a job. Honestly, she doesn't care what it is as long as I'm... Sorry, she's just happy about that. Um, my mum's brother was very, it's probably still quite unimpressed <laughs> by what I do. <laughs> but I don't know, I don't know. He's not someone who's going to be impressed unless you've got a doctorate or, or lawyers or whatever. You've got an MBA or whatever those are. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I don't, yeah, for the most part, I think, I'm just trying to think if there's anybody else. My siblings... Uh, my half siblings these are they yeah I think they're fair. I think they're just happy for me to be employed also I think most people are just happy that I'm employed they're, they're honestly they're not that impressed or unimpressed it's like okay yeah. yeah until I do something really great then they're just like okay <laughs> <laughs> are, they, are they all your questions for me those are all my questions all right well I wonder if I have any more questions for you I don't think I did. I do. I have two um, really good platforms. Well, I have two platforms that you've now introduced to us. So I think Big and Eric Festival, and I think they will be good um, bits of information for people. Um, is there any last notes that you'd like to add before we leave? Um, if you want to keep updated with my life. Yeah, uh, no one wants that. Let's cut this off right here. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares. James. <laughs> And my career and my advertising journey or creative journey, I shall say. Um, follow me on Instagram at Rianne Rowe. And I post about my creative journey. And I also have my website on there for anyone to see. Um, would you like them to find you on LinkedIn? Because I have to say you're posting articles and stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm posting a lot of articles and I'm starting to be a bit more active on LinkedIn. So, again, my name on LinkedIn is Rianne Rowe. Um, so just have a follow and see my journey. Woo! Okay, I'm going to leave you alone now. Um, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>